2: All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, CMOS girlies. Happy Tuesday. Your favorite freaks are back at it again with another podcast. Now, when you last heard us, we recorded our previous episode 12 hours ago. So if you're listening to this now and you're wondering for a week straight, if Kate has a bed up in her apartment, she does. I went to town. I put on some Sheck West and I put on my noise canceling headphones. I took some Lion's Mane for focus at 9 p.m. and I got my bed assembled. Um, so I did sleep on a proper bed frame and a mattress just to let y'all know. But Emma, what's what's up over there for you? How's it going?
1: Um, things are great. I I guess, well, when this podcast comes out, I'll already be back from my little trip to Iowa yeah. in Chicago. But as we're recording this, I was supposed to fly back to Omaha to see my family and then go to Iowa and everything. But we got a COVID here in the family household, so... Change of plans. I'm now flying to uh Kansas to stay at my brother, his college apartment that is on a college campus. I have never been on a true college campus before. My brother's like, I'm gonna show you mom's like um um Greek sorority house I couldn't think of the name to begin with oh he's God. like I'm gonna you all the spots and I'm like okay cool I was gonna um, eat in a
2: dining hall that's like a true dining hall yeah
1: well actually he lives in an apartment so he has his own kitchen so I'm gonna be eating whatever stuff he has in his apartment but disaster none- nonetheless I'm really excited to go on our trip to Iowa I'll not have any wi-fi there's a thriving Amish community that I used to like visit a lot so I want to get some <laughs> riddle and then I'm just gonna like drive Gators and drive tractors and like fuck around and like my grandparents are gonna meet us to like show us the lay of the land. Um, you should. Chicago will be fun and quirky, but other than that, let's see here. I'm, I'm excited for out. your
2: trip, dog. I'm excited Thank to hear you. about your weird food. I am excited, you know just just for you to get out of that the New York. You know we need a little break from our routine, and I'm happy you get yours. Um, so my bet is up. That was our first point. What's the second point you want to talk about?
1: Um, second point I want to chat about is that I'm in a dessert rut, and I think you are too.
2: Yeah. Um, it's I always hot. Eat...
1: yeah, well, we cannot discuss how hot it is. Shoot me with the gun but, go. But okay, so if anyone doesn't already know, Kate and I have major sweet twos, that's like what we prefer in life. And I think for probably after every dinner, her and I probably make our own little desserts, and you know, they range and vary here and there, but my God, I, when I get to dessert time, I'm like, I want nothing in my household, but I also don't want to make something or go out and get something. And so it's been like me, you know, whenever you're whatever, like standing in your kitchen and you're like kind of hungry, but you don't know what you want. You open the pantry you're like, mm, I don't want any of that. You close it, open it again, hoping that there's like a new food in there. That's been me. I feel like for the past two weeks, um, but I needed. it to be fall and winter again so I can eat my warm mush bowls because that's like my usual go-to but I just eating hot chocolate sludge makes me sweat
2: yeah no agree I have been struggling with the dessert the only things that I've been hitting is that when you and I've gone to Morgan Stearns yeah. also if anyone's listening to the podcast has a connection at Morgan Stearns Emma and I are determined to try every single flavor on the menu we have a running list of my notes app and I think we've missed a few but the thing is is that if you're not in New York and you've never Peruse their menu. They have really weird stuff. Like I don't know which one of us is going to try the raw milk flavor or the what? olive
1: oil eggplant.
2: Yeah, and there's also like a million sorbets. Do I want to sp- spend five dollars on sorbet when I could get ice cream? No, but I'll have to do it. So um, yeah, if anyone has connection to Morgan Stearns, um, I Emma and I would fucking love it because that's our new establishment. But my desserts have also been really depressing and sad. Um, there's nothing I want to eat also, but I'm also not doing anything proactively to cure it. Like you said, so we, I feel like we always post memes that I'm like, comment your desserts below, comment your salads below, because I'm in a deficit. As we say, um, my only positive food moment that I have to add to this episode that I thought of is that I found a new beverage to get me through the afternoons, right? I'm good in the morning. You know, I have my water, I have my athletic greens, have my coffee. I'm doing great. I'm chugging along. It gets to noon. I actually don't want to drink liquid. I just would rather die. But it's so hot outside that I have to drink something. And when you're a wellness guide like me, you've you've compiled various powders and beverages and stuff like that and weird single serving sachets. And one day I just decided to go to town and mix them all together in a mixology fashion. So i like to share with the class, my uh, mixology. I'm actually drinking it right now. Um, let me, let me grab it Is for it Emma. It's the same
1: thing that you had at the Supergoop picnic? And I was like, bro, what are we yeah. doing here?
2: My 50 powder drink. Okay. So to start it off base level, I got sent some powdered kombucha. Don't know the brand. They had like a hundred followers on Instagram. Is this even kombucha? I don't know. If you're listening, I like the product so you can send me more. So that's my, that's my starter pack. Then I'll add some electrolyte powder. Now, this doesn't matter. I think the noon hydration tablets, they don't really dissolve for me. So I've been off the noon hydration tablets. Once again, it's funny because now every time I say a brand, I'm like conscious that someone at these brands is actually listening, which is great because we have impact. But also at the same time, like I'm giving you my real honest opinion, I will not be filtering it. So I've been going for the Ultima nutrition things. I will add some of those electrolytes into my bottle. Somehow I got some gut powder. From Beauty Chef, which seems fake and scammy and like something that a TikTok on. Beauty Chef, was...
1: I think when I used to work at Anthropology, they carried Beauty Chef. And I was like, yeah, yeah.
2: I we would carry this. No, like I, when I worked at Cat Beauty, we had it. And like <laughs> if anytime a customer returned a product, we always had this like bin where you could like take stuff. And I feel like I've had their stuff before because people purchased it and like tried like one tablespoon of it and we're like, this is dumb. So whatever my gut powder is, I have that also in my, uh, thing i also decided to add some magnesium at 2 p.m it's not making me groggy perhaps but it's just it's a good i'm doing the moon juice one which tastes like dog shit sorry moon juice (laughs) sorry i'm really outing everyone on here love y'all use hashtag code kate whatever and then ting which is the mango uh, ginseng beverage. So that's my 50. And then I'll add some apple cider vinegar. Okay, I'm curious,
1: what's like the flavor profile? Because there's a lot going on in this beverage. Very
2: fruity. I'll take a sip now uh, for the class. Like kind of like a fruit punch? Very fruit punchy, yeah. So the kombucha powder thing is like, one of them is mixed berry, one of them is pomegranate, one of them is lemon or something like that. The electrolytes are lemon the ting is mango, and then the mixed berry, moon juice, so you're just getting a lot of berry, but if you're looking, if you're at that point, 1 p.m., and you're going to die of dehydration, and I say die just to be dramatic, because that's who I am, um, try mixing a lot of stuff together, and that'll maybe get you to drink, and then I also, so I've been putting it in this bottle, which carries, it's like one of those crazy millennial drink your water bottles that is 36 ounces, so I feel like I'm good. You know, I'm a good person when I drink this. I feel like my self-worth and my self-image goes up a lot after I drink this because it's like, you know, I'm doing good for myself. So that's, that's been my exciting hydration moment. Word.
1: I'm kind of inspired. I, yeah, I'm really inspired by that. Maybe I'll go out and buy some expensive powders to make my own little concoction. I feel like it's just been water and bone broth for me. I also just, all the powders that I have in my apartment to drink are meant for hot liquids like i don't really want to drink dandy blend with my filtered water in my fridge but yeah. speaking about we'll stay on the food topic it's for a strange. second until we get to kate's last point um which is concerning but <clears throat> it, i don't know if this will make sense but all nut butters should be the same but they aren't like when you think about it how nut butters are made it's just like churning and processing nuts right and turning them into like a smooth paste but it is really mind-blowing how much like peanut butters vary by brand. And then also by type, I've just been on a nut butter kick again, because I've kind of have figured out my pre-workout snack, which incorporates nut butter. And that's when I typically eat it. And I've been like experimenting with different brands. Like there's such a big difference between Trader Joe's, you know, peanut butter and then whole foods. And then, you know, Artisana almond butter tastes like dirt, but then Trader Joe's almond butter is like delightful. Um, Yeah. I'm just like curious. I know they're all probably using the same manufacturing plant, but I'm just like amazed by just like how different consistency can, yeah, vary by, by jar, not really a crazy, interesting topic or take, but
2: no, I think that's the same. I think, okay. You know, we never did, (laughs) we never did that food challenge when the Diet Coke, stupid balsamic vinegar thing was going around. We never did our own one. Right. But there's like a version of that on TikTok that was happening a few weeks ago when people would try Coke, Diet Coke, Pepsi, and Diet Pepsi and try to say what they were. Mm. I would fucking love to do that with when you're talking about nut butters, my brain went to tahini cuz some tahinis are so Dude. fucking bad and some are incredible and I'm like how do y'all box that so much? What? No, it's, what? it's 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 mind
1: blowing because I think the first time I ever had tahini was from it Trader been Joe's Minnesota, and it was so bad. so bad and I felt so bad for hating on it but I was like just my first experience was terrible and then when I finally went to like a traditional um kind of like specialty Mediterranean grocery store back at home. My mom was like, Can you please tell this us where, the like one. the best Tahini is? And they like, you know, the person who like, you know, owned the place was like, this is like the ones, like the people like, you know, back home utilize. Yeah. And it's so insane, Tahini specifically, how really not even like price difference, but just like, yeah, trader like I feel like name brand versus like not name brand. It's like mind yeah. like, blowing.
2: I have no idea like how you can botch that much. Um, Also, it's just shocking when products taste so bad and they go to market. How did like 12 people taste that Trader Joe's Tahini and say, yeah, let's fucking sell this. And like, maybe some of you guys like it, but I think it's a vile fucking product. I don't know how they mess that one up so much. Um, My last point is feeling depressed. And I've been feeling depressed because I'm injured running. Um, Like I literally just posted my Instagram story, how not to end your life when you have a running injury and I was talking to Emma before we podcasted, like, damn, it sucks that so much of my life is about exercise and running now, now partially because it's part of my job that I, like, get to create content about it and, like, answer DMs about it and talk about it, and I just feel in, like a weird rut right now, Um, but that being said, I'm about to go on a depressing-as-fuck walk tonight and just play the saddest songs ever, dress like a hag, wear my fucking hoparas, and for me, like, this is, I don't know if people will agree with this or not, but for me with like, whenever I'm struggling with something, let's just say it's like a mental hurdle or like, boy, doesn't like you back. Or like, you didn't get the job you wanted or something like that. I always make a list of like, write down the things in your head, right? Like put it on paper. That's basically gotten me out of like, I feel like every mental spiral I've had write down the worst things you think could happen. Like for me right now, it's like, I'm never running again that could be like the worst idea that like, I'm never going to run again. Hope is never going to want to work with me again. Like think of just the worst stuff and write it down because then you're going to reflect on it in a few weeks when you're back to normal and be like, wow, 80% of the things on this list, like maybe one of them will happen. Maybe I will have some sort of like dampened running ailment, or maybe I will have to get like surgery or something like that. But I think it really helps you calm yourself out of like, insane spirals um i remember when i was not like didn't have a job after graduating college like i wrote down just like the worst stuff ever i was like i'm gonna like live in my parents like bedroom which is not a bad thing but i think for me it was a lot of like feeling like i'd let down my parents and spiraling back to like the type of person i was when i was 17 and then looking back at it now it's like no you've you found a way out of it so um, I don't know if that would be advice that all the CMOS girlies may want to do, but when I have really intense feelings, I just try to like write it down to get it out of my head. Otherwise I will spiral. Um, so on a positive note there, uh, yeah, that's, that's where Kate's head's at. So and we can I,
1: that's a nice, nice tip. I, yeah, definitely appreciate that. And I'm sure a lot of people will, you know, appreciate that advice and openness, but today's episode, we talked to Noah, who was the founder of coconut cult.
0: I hope y'all are ready.
1: And I'm sure y'all have seen Coconut Cult Yogurt in your local grocery store, Erewhon, wherever. I know a lot of you guys probably follow their Instagram. It's a very, it's, um, a, kooky,
2: it's a kooky place. They
1: definitely like their approach. To Instagram is like very refreshing, I will say. And yeah, we just talk a lot about kind of like the whole ethos of Coconut Cult and what Noah hopes to kind of like change in regards to like the food and yogurt industry through creating Coconut Cult. And yeah, it's definitely a very fun and lovely conversation. And we hope you enjoy our interview with Noah.
2: Yeah, we said in the episode that like our alignment with Coconut Cult, like he's definitely a CMOS girly, you know what I mean? Like when you go on their page, it's like, yeah, they're, they have their own tone of voice. They really don't hamper down to like what everyone else is saying. And so Em and I were very excited about this interview and hope that you guys enjoy this episode.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey, CMOS grillies. We have to tell you all about our favorite new plant-based protein powder by Sprout Living. They're so
2: delicious, so clean, and really much more than just your standard protein powder. Now, what really makes them different is that they avoid a lot of the unnecessary additives that many others on the market use. That means they don't use any gums, thickeners, or natural flavoring, which isn't really natural at all. Instead, they only use real, whole superfoods and adaptogens, which is great because
1: it makes the blends multifunctional. Their Epic Protein Pro Collagen Blend, for example, also contains ingredients that help boost the body's own natural production of collagen. How cool is that?
2: They have tons of different flavors. There's truly something for everyone to love. Check them out and use the code CMOSCURLIES for 20% off your order. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking athletic greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it.
1: For me, I started taking athletic greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking athletic greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, athletic greens contain
2: dairy free probiotics.
1: And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better.
2: Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It
1: costs you less than three dollars a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out
2: for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, CMOS girlies. We are here with Noah of Coconut Call, and we're going to talk about all things probiotics. We're going to talk about their products and all of the variations. I've been really loving following them on Instagram for a long time because you see about all the new innovative stuff they're doing over there. And thank you so much for coming on the pod.
3: Yeah, my pleasure. Um, been a fan of both of yours for feels like a few years now. Um, don't do podcasts too often, but this one like right up my alley.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, We figured it would be a really good collab. A lot of our listeners like talk all the time in our community platform about how much they love your product, so Mm -hmm. I think the girlies are going to be excited for it. So to start things off, if you could provide a brief introduction of yourself, Coconut Cult. What should we know about you um, to our audience?
3: Sure. Uh, My name is Noah. Uh, I founded. I started the Coconut Cult. Basically, because I was unhealthy and um, it was sort of my health journey, like my journey back into my own, you know, well-being was through uh, starting to make all of my own food and um, start to, yeah. So that's why I, I created this coconut yogurt because... Uh, I was, the food that I was making what I was eating was, was making me feel sick and unhealthy. So I started making all my own food and I started making my own yogurt and I started playing around with different kinds of probiotics, like more advanced strains than are in most yogurts. And I made this coconut yogurt that was like very bubbly and very fermented and it made me feel so much better. It was like medicine and pretty quickly like most of my friends and family around me like wanted to start eating it all the time too and it turned into a business that I wasn't planning
1: awesome how what was the initial process like of like creating your own coconut yogurt I'm sure it was like a lot of trial and error I'm definitely like intrigued just kind of that you know in the kitchen being like a little wizard like what that process was like
3: Well, making yogurt isn't too complicated. All you really need are bacteria and like a good temperature. So I used um, just food dehydrators. So I would take um, jars of coconuts. Sometimes I used to like chop open coconuts, blend the water into the meat, um, add some different types of bacteria, put them in little mason jars and put them into an Excalibur dehydrator and cook it at 103 degrees for 12 hours. And you would get warm, fresh, super active yogurt. And I'd put it in the fridge and get it to chill. Um, and it was, you know, it took a few tries of figuring out like what to do and what not to do, what not to mix into it. Um, you know how to make sure that you didn't have any you know coconut water that was rotten or you know everything had yeah. to be like uh fresh but just not too complicated making yogurt
1: cool That's and then so cool. when you were like going to like scale then and like start coconut coal like was there like a huge like shift and kind of like obviously operations of like going from your like personal kitchen then to like obviously some I'm presuming some sort of you know manufacturing plant what was that transition, like, and did you have to, like, tweak the, like, formulation a bit to accommodate for that?
3: Um, I mean, it's a long story of, like, trying, like, little different things, but the, the short version is no, that what we currently have is just an enormous version of the, the original process, so we really are fermenting in um giant glass jugs in enormous dehydrators at 103 degrees um from coconuts that we chop up and blend together um in giant blending machines. So it's the kind of the exact same thing but scaled um in a factory.
2: That's sweet. So I would say and when did you guys found or when did you found the coconut five,
3: five years ago.
2: Okay. Um, for you as a, you know, a formulator founder, all that stuff, what has been the biggest like rewarding factor of it? Is it like talking to customers? Is it the product? Is it the flavors? Cause you guys make like such funky flavors that I'm always curious about whenever you drop something new, like what's your favorite part of the business?
3: Well, my favorite part, if I had to pick one is probably having a purpose and getting to wake up every day. And like not have to fake it or not just have to like clock in or clock out, but have like all of my energy go into what feels like, you know, a really important, um, you know, goal, which at first was to get this food, which was medicine to me and my body out to other people and that was like stage one and it's sort of turning into stage two which is um not only how to make it more accessible but really how to change the large food industry which um at best is really like confused and lost and at worst probably fairly evil um and the way that yogurt is made by almost everybody and almost all the yogurt in the grocery store is dead and not they don't actually they everybody who makes yogurt not everybody but almost everybody and you'd be shocked to find out some of these brands that like claim they're super probiotic and amazing uh have almost no probiotics in them at all because industry standard for making yogurt is to ferment, which is when you grow all of the bacteria and you make it alive and active, and then you pasteurize after you ferment. So all the yogurt is cooked and dead and not really probiotically active at all. At best, people will like sprinkle in some freeze dried powder Mm. into the dead yogurt and be like, it's got probiotics in it, but it's been like a fight as you know, we've, had to figure out how to scale we've had to talk with lots of different yogurt plants and yogurt co-packers who are like big plants that make the majority of yogurt that's sold in the country and it's always been like hey this is this is my philosophy behind yogurt like yogurt is medicine it's this like really powerful food um, that can really heal guts and change like the balance of you know the bacteria in your body which you know, really can change and control and empower your immune system and your brain health. So I don't want to pasteurize the yogurt after I've fermented it. And almost everyone looks at me like you're crazy. Like you can't sell yogurt that you don't pasteurize after you fermented it. Um, so it's just been like, now it's this mission of like, okay, uh, we got this food out there. We've really been able to pass on this food that that's really healing and get it out to people who really need it. And, and now like my mission is kind of changing into, how can I change the yogurt industry to make yogurt? That's like actually real yogurt. And, and how can I convince people that this is okay and it, it's not going to go bad. The truth is it lasts. And I like, I have a, my yogurt has a longer shelf life because I ferment it so much and I don't pasteurize it. Then most of my competition or whatever you want to call it, that's pasteurizing after it's fermented because the bacteria protects it. Like if you ferment it enough, it protects it and it lasts longer. I think a lot of people are scared of like a live bacteria in food. And I think a lot of yogurts are maybe scared of having a sour taste because Mm. it does come with like a sour taste you know fermented flavor did that answer your question yeah Um, there's other things that are that are fun i love having a a brand um that i can be authentic with you know i feel like another thing that's been real front and center of the coconut cult is personalizing it and like trying to just like be totally at ease with putting my own personality like on the brand and not feeling like I have to create something that appeals to everybody but just uh be cool and double down on a thing that this is me this is this thing that I created like I'm kind of quirky and sarcastic and uh I don't know you know have a have an energy about me and then and just like being okay that if that's not for everybody that's okay that that we it's like what i think connects with a lot of people and like what connects with me when i'm a customer is i want to like know who's behind the product that i'm eating or buying like i want to know who who the people are i want to know like what the personalities are i want to know like what, what the source energy of the thing was and do i identify with it or not and like that's authentic to me, especially with food. I want to know not just like the food philosophy, but I want to know like what's the story here. And I think a lot of people like are nervous about that. Um, but I think like I don't I don't think that's true. I think it's like totally fine to just um, really double down on your on your energy, your 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 viewpoint, or your um, yeah your voice whatever behind your brand when starting in and just connect yourself to 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 you instead of it having to be its own thing people would much rather connect to another human that's like real and you know authentic than connect to you know a business or, totally. a, or a brand yeah
2: yeah it's very stuffy and I love that you guys I think CMOS Gurley's art ethos is very similar of like if you're not our, if we're not your cup of tea, then keep going. But I, I love that you guys are really authentic and have that like very quirky voice. Cause Emma and I talk a lot about like wellness culture and food culture. And I just think a lot of it's very stiff. Like a lot of it is like monopolized and like just corporate jargon on product. And I love the authenticity that you guys have.
3: Yeah. You guys are great too. You, you do a great job at um, yeah. <laughs> just just doubling down on who you are and and your voice and um, not having to shift for the audience, you know yeah,
1: for sure. And I think it's definitely so inspiring that you guys are like trying to make change in like the product that you obviously like offer and sell. So I'm definitely curious because you are so open on social media. Um, like what other things that do you like love and hate about either wellness or just like the food industry at large that really like bothers you and that you're just like seeking to also change?
3: Well, gosh, I probably could talk for like a half (laughs) an hour, but those two things. So, I mean, wellness culture. um, I think what's amazing about it is how fast it's getting sort of a lot of the population up to speed or like passing a lot of really important information like out to everybody. And a lot of people are learning a lot very quickly it's sort of incredible. It's, um, you know, social media and the connection to like this wellness culture, um, how quickly information can get shared. And um, that's, that's amazingly impactful. It's helped me. It's helped a lot of people around me. It, um, I think it's a little difficult to see how it can, uh, you know, it seems sometimes difficult to uh get people or have encourage people to really think for themselves mm-hmm. like you see a lot of people like repeating what other people say and then they're like get to be like very their size like at the moment there's this argument from like the carnivore side and they're arguing against the plant-based side and it just starts like a lot of blaming and um you know, kind of defending these broad sides and uh, a lot of important things get lost in like, oh, plants are bad. Oh, eating meat is bad. And, and um, I, I don't like how much that how much of the energy of the room or how much of the time gets spent on sort of like irrelevant arguments and if you could just get deeper and like actually understand what, what the truths are and not have it turn into like a battle of I'm right and you're wrong or I'm right and you're wrong, which seems to like happen very fast.
2: Yeah, we we agree. I think we get sometimes there are fights in our comment section, which happen very rarely, but it's really interesting. Um, like you're saying that, I, I mean, it's great that so many people are interested in health and it's always curious, you know, where people come from and their personal journey and like, what inspire them to take more care of their health. So shifting gears over to, you spoke a little bit about how a lot of the brand's origin is related to your personal health, but I'm curious of any sort of other, like besides your own product, or it can be your own product, like foods, recipes, snacks that you really love, maybe a supplement that you really stand by, or just a general like lifestyle practice that really informs your own personal health.
3: Um. I guess my like tenants are to always try to listen to what my body's telling me which is something that I didn't like learn that like I was I think because I had like a very sensitive like system maybe uh, with allergies or maybe my digestive system growing up that I learned how to like not listen to my body when it was saying, oh, this food is making me inflamed or, oh, this is making me sick or whatever. So I think I, had to, I learned, I taught myself how to not listen to what my body was saying for years and years. So through my like journey to like being a healthy person again, I, I really was rooted in teaching myself how to really listen all the time to my body because I feel like the more you can tap in and the more you can like create the space for your body to give you feedback and understand what it's saying, the easier it is to be healthy and the less strict and the more you kind of understand um, how to take care of yourself. So I think like yoga has been real important because yoga like really connects uh, like your, your breathing and the natural rhythm of breathing to like the way you move your body. And then that's very tied into like the digestion of food and sleep and anxiety and stress. Um, So I think like in terms of, I I try to eat like what my body tells me to eat. So I try to like get up and be like, what, what am I feeling? Do I, is my body telling me that I need protein right now? Is it telling me that I need fruit? Um, Is it telling me that I need to not eat or eat a lot or what, what does it really need? I usually start most mornings either with like lemon water or some fruit or sometimes a couple spoonfuls of coconut yogurt, depending on like, is my throat scratchy or am I hungry? Do I feel acidic or not? And then I'll usually like wait a little bit. And then usually I have like, uh, I try to eat real food. So I eat a fair amount of eggs because I feel like eggs are like very nutritious and um, make me feel good. They give me energy. Um, but it's like sustained energy um so i eat a lot of like eggs and uh like make my own pesto and uh guacamole and um i love kimchi and i like to mix it all up and that's probably like my my favorite feel my my fav- my my favorite uh food at the moment
2: love that um, that's definitely like a sea moss really food like the kimchi the bowl all the things together is great oh nice Yes. So I think kind of like round this all
1: out. I think, yeah, we've definitely like learned a lot. And again, I think what your basically entire ethos is for coconut cold is like very inspiring. So I'm definitely curious, like for rest of the year, like even, you know, beyond, is there any exciting news or stuff that you're like really looking forward to in regard to coconut cold or just your own personal life?
3: Yeah, I think for the rest of the year, I am, I think I'm excited to, I mean, I guess I've been, we've grown a lot. We've grown this factory. We've been kind of expanding a lot. So I'm really into like creating kind of cool content and and connecting with people. And the last like two years has really like kind of pulled me away from that. I've had to like focus on other things. So I think I'm excited for the rest of the year. Um, I've been playing around with kind of interesting uh, educational video content, trying to figure out how I can, um teach people how to make you know medicinal yogurt if they can't afford my yogurt I, i'm i'm starting to make this this video series to teach people how to make yogurt themselves at home getting into that uh i love making special little small batch flavors it's kind of what i just like making health food fun so i think very soon we're going to be launching um special kind of farmers market inspired like flavor of the Month and maybe have two flavors of the month every month and play around with that online. So that's going to be fun. I know that we have like a key lime yogurt flavor coming out this month. Um, um, and behind the scenes, I've really been working on making the yogurt more affordable. Like it is very like made in small glass jars and and all of this stuff of with like no added powders and all these other things that has required the price point to be quite high. And, um, you know, I don't love that because it means that not everybody can afford it. So it's been years of trying to figure out how to get the price down so it's affordable to most people. So like that's in a couple of months, we have some things happening where I think uh, we're really going to be able to uh, create a yogurt that's going to sell at a price that, that a lot of people can afford in grocery stores across the country. Um, that's probably the biggest thing that's that I'm working on that's going to happen in a couple of months.
2: Yeah, super excited for that. Um, I think the Seamoss Grillers will love to hear about that and the fun flavors. I'm really stoked for that as well. Um, so thank you so much for coming on the pod. It has been a joy to learn more about a brand that Em and I have been obsessed with for a while and just hear more about like your process with it and creating the brand. And yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to leave the CMOS girlies with, but you know, we'll have the Instagram in the bio. We'll have the website in the bio of the podcast. You guys can go check out the coconut cult.
3: Yeah. Y'all are the best. Thank you, Emma and Kay. Great to, great to chat with both of you. Um, Anytime. Yeah. Happy to hop on and uh, answer more questions.
2: Love it. Um, Thank you CMOS girlies for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.